welcome to On the Record with Furniture Today, a podcast that goes behind the headlines to look at the news and the newsmakers, the people and the personalities that give the furniture industry its unique flavor. I'm your host, Bill McLaughlin, Editor-in-Chief of Furniture Today. Hi, I'm Trisha Yearwood, and you're tuned to Furniture Today's On the Record podcast with Bill McLaughlin. Before we turn to Bill and his guests, I just want to give a shout out to the entire Furniture Today team and remind you that when there's something exciting to announce, you'll read about it first in Furniture Today. And now, here's Bill McLaughlin and On the Record. My guest on the Home Furnishings Education Network this week is Manish Hirapara of Peak Activity. Manish, welcome. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you for having me. Um, can you just give folks who may not be familiar with Peak and, and with your own background um, just a little bit of insight into who you are, you know, where you've come from, and, and what Peak is doing? Sure. Uh, so I'm a, an e-commerce industry veteran, uh, both on the software and digital marketing side. I spent many years within the e-commerce organization over at Office Depot, which uh, is one of the top 10 online retailers in the world in varying capacities. And I started Peak Activity, uh, I'm the founder and CEO now, um, about uh, five years ago. And our focus is primarily on digital marketing as well as uh, uh, game-changing technology in the, uh, both the e-commerce as well as the, the you know, general uh, software development world. So really looking to uh, have our uh, customers take advantage of the advances in technology and digital marketing techniques to use it to their benefit, to grow their businesses in new ways and, and really provide the expertise that uh, I've had personally along with my senior leadership team at a large scale and bringing that to uh, both the furniture industry and, and industries at large. Um, and uh, overall, Peak Activity is now about uh, over 100 people, uh, probably close to about 120 people strong and really Cross, crossing over the technology and marketing spectrums uh, pretty well and, and um, you know, continuing to grow and, and really advance the, uh, the digital marketing and digital technology capabilities throughout the, the world is, is where our customer faces. And you very specifically are working um, with furniture folks. I mean, one of the, the reasons that we, we invited you on today is that you you're actually have some active programs, not only in the furniture industry, but that are active and working at this time in the, the middle of this COVID crisis, right? You've got a low touch funnel conversion process that you're implementing, um, that you've actually had real world um, practice with in this current environment. Absolutely, one of our, one of our first and, and our, one of our most dear customers is City Furniture down in, in South Florida. And uh, you know, we work with a number of different furniture companies. Um, the, 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 movement towards uh, both online and, and really advancing using websites and using digital marketing to drive people both into store and on into online showrooms is something that we're heavily focused on. And uh, we have some, some great examples of things that are really working very, very well with, uh, with the customers that we're working with in, in the furniture space and, and we're excited to share that to, with you today. I was wondering, um, you know, we, obviously we don't want to give away everybody's inside secrets, but you do have a process, right? So let's talk a little bit about that process, um, which you call a low-touch funnel conversion process. And I think what's important about this is um, 
historically the furniture industry focuses on the bottom of the funnel. If you look at their traditional advertising model, it's based on converting people who are in the market and very specifically looking for furniture. You're working much higher up the funnel. So can you walk us through this, um, this process? Absolutely. So uh, obviously with, with uh, some of the, the craziness that's going on with the pandemics, we've, we've got a lot of people that are afraid to go into stores, afraid to engage with uh, associates and, and, and um, what we have really been developing. And this is, uh, the good news is we've been working on this sort of model for, for many years, right? As you think about e-commerce and the, the, the introduction of online um, to the, the mix of what has traditionally been, as you said, the bottom of the funnel uh, conversion and, and focus on, on getting people into the store that are interested in buying uh, and engaging with furniture. Uh, what we've really kind of uncovered is how do we accelerate that and come up with a low touch model where you can still limit the amount of face-to-face -face contact you need to have with a person, but still attract that highly motivated, highly engaged consumer who has raised their hand and said, we're interested in buying furniture. We're just, you're not willing to take the risk and drive down to the store in the middle of a crisis or uh, you know, they may be in a in an area where they're 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 not even able to because the stores are are at the moment closed uh, uh, across the country, at least in the United States here. And we're we're really we've created a process that says, how do you use the tools that are available? Right, it's not a high investment model or, or anything that requires you know years of work or, or uh, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars investment. But how do you use sort of these tools that are readily available to create a model where you can now engage with your uh, target customer, reach them and communicate in a low touch way with them, but still have a very highly engaging process uh, and, and engagement process is, is, is where we're, we're going. Um, and I'm happy to outline some of the, the specifics yeah, of that. If you, could, if you could provide some specifics, that would be great. Okay. So you know, our overall goal is if you think about how to, get furniture traffic back, right? You may have a store that is at the moment or a showroom that's, that's, that's closed, or uh, you may be in an area where, uh, you know, you, can, you have to limit you know, the essential versus non-essential conversation. And um, what, what we've really seen is that there are uh, really good pockets of demand that somebody may have been moving into an apartment uh, or a condo prior to this. They're sitting in their, in their home in a, in a shelter in place without any furniture. Uh, so they're ready. They're, they, they've been cooped up at home. They're ready to buy furniture. And they're coming to uh, your website. They're, they're, they're coming to and engaging with um, you know, the, the brand on social media. And the, the first thing we've, we've done is let's find a way of capturing that intent uh, and getting them into a, an appointment to get them into a store and sort of a private showing. Um, and we've seen some great success. We've seen a lot of demand where what we've done is just is really put together a, a relatively straightforward appointment scheduling tool. So if you think about social distancing, remaining six feet apart, um, what we've done is said, hey, you can have your own private engagement within your, within, with, the, with, with the furniture brands and um, put out, hey, there's, there's the next five days of windows that are open. We're ready to, ready to see you. We're going to really engage with you before you get here. Uh, if, if you need financing, we're going we're gonna to send you links to our financing partner. We're, we're going to work with you in a digital way. Uh, and and uh, it's going to be through email. It's going to be through text messaging. Um, and then when you get here to the showroom, 
it, it it'll be a, it'll be as if it's a concierge service, right? So your your um your appointment will be private. You'll you'll have the store you know virtually to yourself, or we'll we'll have pockets of people uh, spread apart very well over several hours, um and and or several sections of the store, and you'll you'll be able to shop with with, with sort of a piece um, that you normally would not have right on a busy Saturday afternoon or something like that. Uh, there's no risk of that. And so what, what, what it does is it mitigates the fear of uh, going into the store at a, at a busy time. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people that, that just don't want to take that risk um, if they're in a, in a in demographic that, that they feel like they, they might be, their life might be at risk. And so it's really simple. It's, it's uh, get them into sort of a, a, a private showroom uh, engagement. It's also try to do as many things virtually as we can. And that means engaging with a, a, an interior designer because they might be sitting in a, a uh, place or a space that they want to redecorate or they want to you know, get furnished. And they don't really, you know, a lot of times when people are going into the showroom, it's for the expertise that an associate's going to give to them in that showroom. So how do they engage with you uh, from a design standpoint, a conversation standpoint uh, over, over a digital communication mechanism? So uh, tools like mobile apps uh, and, and tools like SMS and, and um, text messaging have become invaluable. You can take pictures, you can, you can ex- have, have meaningful exchanges. And it's really important to uh, any furniture retailer at least to, to be able to control that conversation and, and have some sort of uh, way of tracking and, and engaging uh, what that is and how that's working. Um, so, so really at the, at the beginning of the funnel, uh, what we're trying to do is, is gain interest so let people know we have these programs out there um, and then really put together a simple set of tools, not try to reinvent the wheel to get them engaged into a low touch model and uh, drive them to, to engage with the brand. And then once you've got them engaged, it's no different than if, as if you're in a store and working you towards the bottom use, of the funnel. You actually use a quiz early in the process, right? To kind of identify um, and focus their attention around or focus the retailer's attention on what they're interested in, create that initial engagement, right? That's, that's exactly right. The, 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 the tools that are out there, online quizzes, if you think about social media, if you think about Facebook and, and tools that are out there like that, people are used to answering these quizzes. People want to give you information and help guide you on what they're looking for. So if you're in a, in a coastal town uh, on, on the, you know, the Outer Banks of North Carolina looking for some furniture, uh, you're, you're, you may be looking for coastal furniture. You want to answer those types of questions so that when you do show up in a store, if you think about you know, social distancing and an appointment setting, you want to you maximize the, the amount of people you can get through the showroom as, you start, as we start to reopen up the, the economy here. And the way to do it is really going to be try to get as much information up front. So quizzes, interaction, even phone calls. Phone calls are invaluable. If, you, if you're on the phone with the with the uh, consumer and really walking through that entire process that you would in a showroom, people are much more comfortable with that uh, nowadays, right? Especially with the with the uh, the technology that we have, Zoom and, and Google Hangouts and things like that, that we're really able to use the technology uh, and and apply it in a in a meaningful way, so you can engage face to face like we are today uh, and drive drive the uh, the it's it's a different behavioral shift, but consumers are much more ready for it uh, than than they ever have been. So after you create that engagement, you create that employment, where do we go? Like, what are the series of steps to, uh, you know, to converting that sale? So, so it, the, the good news is 
once they've begun that engagement process, the conversion rates are, are higher, much higher than we see actually in, in store uh, on a normal basis. Uh, really, these are people that have an intent to, to shop and, and to, to purchase. Um, so the, the, the key is, okay, if you think about, you know, we've got really big, four steps to the process. Get them into an, an engaged appointment, right? I mean, that, that's fill out the quiz or, or set up an, a, a time for them to come into the showroom and then, and then engage with them ahead of time. So before they come, talk through you know, live chat or work through email, uh, see if they've got any wish lists or any, any ideas. Um, but once they get there and once they do begin the engagement, um, what we see is there, there's actually two paths. One is they may actually say, you know what? I don't even need to come to the store. You've worked with me so much here that let's go ahead and process my order online. And, and what you can do is you can write up the order, send them the invoice and, and, and process it right there. Uh, or when they do end up going into the visit, you, you, you want to really make it an amazing visit. You want to be, you know, concise. You want to take the, all the pieces of information that you've got. You want to have it available for your in-store associate that's, that's, that's captured that. Uh, a lot of our customers are now using iPads or different devices where they can see instantaneously what the person shopped for online and, and really make that sort of connection between the online and the, the in-store world. Uh, really seamless. And once you get them in there, it's make it relevant and personalized to that experience, right? So no longer is it well, I know you stopped online, but we're going to start from scratch. and I'm going to ask you all the same questions. So if you have that data that connects the digital world and into that online world, you take them to the five things that they may be looking at. You offer them some alternatives. You try to get them into, you know, maybe some upsells or some cross sells or some increase the basket size. If you, could, if you will, you already have their finance information and then the follow up, right? There's two parts of this. One is the, the purchase process, but there's also the delivery process. And now you you potentially looking at somebody coming into your home, and they've gone they've gone to several homes that day. The, the, so having having uh, something that put their mind at ease. You've got hand sanitizer and, and trucks. You've got masks. You've got gloves. You've got those that types of things. Uh, do that during the conversion process. Put them at ease, and now all of a sudden you're you're saying, hey, I've got safety at every step of the way. Trust me, I'm I'm a, a brand that's been around for. 50 plus years and, and you, 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 you win at that process. Well, are there special technologies that are required? I mean, let's take somebody who maybe hasn't engaged with this process before. What does it take to get involved, to get set up in terms of um, what you need for your website, what you need for communication within your team? Uh, you know, th those kinds of things can often be barriers to success or, or concerns that retailers have. What do you need? What do they need if they want to try and pursue this kind of a model? So the, there's a lot of great technologies that are available. Uh, the software is a service that's out there in uh, every aspect of what we're trying to do, whether it's a quiz, whether it's appointment setting, whether it's a live chat. There's really great solutions out there. And our team has spent a lot of time vetting and really distilling down the, the ones that really work. Uh, and we're happy, uh, we're actually working on a guide that we'll put out uh, to the industry and we'll, we'll share it with you uh, as soon as we're, we're, we're complete with it, where uh, here's, here's some technologies, there's some options to, to get you going and, and set up. Um, but the, the idea here is, is you know, for a, a relatively low budget, uh, technology-wise, you're not looking at needing to build anything from scratch. Uh, what you're looking at is, can you integrate some tools into your website? Can you get your associates using some of the tools that you select? And then uh, really, can you 
uh, lay out a standard operating process or procedure to to have those tools integrated into your into your workflow. Uh, but but as far as the tools themselves, uh, there's there's not a whole lot of expense, and and you know there's some pretty off the shelf tools that are very very good at what they do. If you think about the appointment setting process or the quizzes, there's a ton of great tools out there, and we're happy to share them with, with the with the audience uh, uh, as soon as we're we're ready to to, to produce them out and and um, and we're also happy to, to to work with the individual brands if, if it makes sense to to you know share our knowledge right we're we're really um, open and want to say hey here's what's worked in the past and here's the tools that we 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 we've selected and here's why. Um, one of the concerns or one of the issues that furniture retailers in particular wrestle with as they try to integrate these online programs with their in stores is um, commission sales folks. The, the traditional up system, how they work that, based on your experience that you've had with your existing furniture clients, how does that process work and how have they managed to integrate that so that it, it doesn't disrupt or it doesn't become an area of concern um, for their RSAs? Yeah, this, is, this has been something that we've, uh, we've had a lot of fun conversations around over the past several years. Uh, E-commerce and online storefronts have really uh, brought a uh, an increased scrutiny to this, and uh, our our answer is always simple: Re reward the associate for making the sale. And uh, whether it originated online, or whether you you put out a, a billboard, or whether you put a TV spot out there, or whether you put a, a paid social media spot out there, it, the, the the website is your showroom uh, or your window to the showroom. And the same for these tools. If if you did put in, uh, say, an appointment setting tool or a a, a virtual chat type of tool use that as something that you would have put into the, the arsenal of your salesperson anyway, in, in your showroom uh, managers anyway. Um, so instead of, of trying to create channel conflict, our, our mentality, and, and it's worked quite effectively, has been really let those, those stores use these tools as a competitive advantage. And uh, don't, don't try to change your entire commission structure based on an origination or uh, whether whether you made an investment in a tool and, and, and it and it came back in, uh, really it's it's about the closing of the sale and and uh, the conversation the relationship you set up with the customer. Uh, so the, the the furniture retailers, especially uh, those that have a, a multi-channel model, should really embrace the fact that these are just new tools, no different than a newspaper ad would have been uh, wildly effective ten or fifteen years ago. Or, or a television spot still is, is very effective in driving traffic in. Uh, you should really be able to use these additional tools to say, look, I've got a highly qualified customer, but that's not, that's not a slam dunk by any means. Reward the associate for, for what they're doing. Uh, and then when you do see the orders shift completely online, when you do see uh, maybe not as much in-person engagement, so they never really associated with that uh, in-person visit, uh, what we've seen are some some pretty good models that you can you can think about from a geography standpoint, meaning that delivery zip code is within the store's radius. More than likely, they would have engaged with that store. Uh, you know, the the internet and and the the online businesses are really uh, typically within a, a certain distance from a store is where you see the traffic. Um, you know, in 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 my days with Office Depot, you see a, a much higher uh, within three miles of, of a store, you saw a much higher online penetration rate than you did 10 or 15 miles from the store. 
And the same holds true for most brands that we work with. So instead of saying, look, this is an online order only order, what we've tended to do a lot of times with our, our uh, retail customers is said, let's attribute everything that's within a zip code within three to five to 10 miles of the store to that store. And, and instead of saying online has its own necessarily store ID and, and it's its own channel, it's just a, an extension of your stores and, and anything within a certain radius of the store becomes, it goes into a pot. It may not have an individual associate um, that has that worked it, but at least there's a, it's, it's, it's kind of like a tip jar at a restaurant, right? It, it's a pool of commissions that you can distribute out. And, and that keeps the retail associates really highly motivated to work with both channels because now it's, it's almost, you know, almost free money coming into them. Um, and from a, a, a store leadership perspective or a furniture leadership perspective, you don't end up having to deal with a lot of those nagging issues around channel conflict or, uh, you know, associates trying to, to, trying to, to, to sandbag one channel and, and boost up their own channel. So it takes care of, I know it's an expense, but it takes care of a lot of the, the, the noise that you have to deal with when you're trying to operate a business in these, in these uh, crazy times. Well, that was something, wasn't it? Nothing like getting the inside story from the experts. Speaking of experts, nobody knows more about comfort, quality, and value than Klausner, the leading solutions provider to the home furnishings industry, and where you'll find my latest furniture collection, City Limits. Now let's get back to more industry news from Bill McLaughlin and On the Record. Where does that transition take place in the communication between um, the store, right, the digital engagement, and then the transition to either an interior designer or a retail sales associate? How does that transition occur? and Where does that occur in the process? We would like it to be as early as possible. The sooner you can engage with a, a human being, <clears throat> even if it's a personalized email and assignment behind the scenes. So let's pretend you come onto the website and you say, hey, I'm making an appointment for a week from now. We, we would like to ideally, and this is where systems obviously uh, make, make pack, ideally see if we can get that assigned to somebody uh, as soon as possible in the funnel and have some dialogue begin uh, right away. Uh, whether it's just an email saying, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Susan, I'm your, your personalized shopper or personal shopper, and I'm looking forward to your visit. And if you have any questions before, engage with me. Um, and even if Susan's not working that day, what you do is you, you set up a process or an offering procedure that says, okay, hey, uh, a day before the, the appointment, hey, uh, uh, this is Susan, I'm, I'm reaching out by email. I unfortunately won't be at the store, but go ask for um, Johnny who, who, who may be there at the same time. So the goal is really to try to, to, to move it early in the process if you can and include the people that are working within the system early in the process. So what you don't want to do is you know, this isn't uh, artificial intelligence or anything like that, where you want to have a chat bot that, that uh, is a, a no-name chat bot that's engaging with them. Your, your, your goal is no different than in the stores. Engage early, greet them, let them have some time to browse, and be able to, to continue to touch them on a regular basis. So can you share some insights, um, some real-world insights, in terms of what you've been doing, at least a little bit maybe, with um, City Furniture? Because I understand that they've been utilizing this process since the COVID shutdown or, or since the COVID process, you know, the virus has really impacted business um, and have, have achieved some success, some success. 
So can you share some insights into um, how that's worked and uh, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of detail? So those insights are really what makes us, uh, make us super excited about this. Um, and, and it's one of those things where what we did was we went after low, uh, low effort, high ROI projects, and, and we're continuing to prioritize that. And the, these, you know, this program that we've created, this low touch model, is one of them. Uh, we were actually working on a lot of this prior to COVID-19 hitting. And what COVID did was just really accelerate the, the implementation of it. The, the numbers are, are the poop in the pudding. It's, it's really, really rewarding to see. We, we, we turned on the program in a, in a number of days. Uh, really, we had configured in a number of hours. Uh, we had some of the solutions already kind of vetted. So we were ahead of the game from that perspective. But what we did is we put, we put it out. We, um, and City Furniture is spread out through uh, Central and Southern Florida. Uh, Southern Florida is much more affected by COVID-19 than Central Florida has been. So some showrooms were able to remain open and operational as they, they had been. Others were completely, uh, completely shut down. And what we did is we started with one showroom, uh, the largest one where the corporate headquarters are. And we just opened it up for, for some appointments. And just like that, you, you had appointment slots being booked out. And, uh, wow. and, and uh, the good news was, uh, you know, we saw that when somebody booked that appointment slot right away, they were ready to buy. They were, they were, there was pent up demand that there is pent up demand that's in the marketplace. They came in, they, in, in essence, they knew what they wanted to see and they knew they, they were ready to purchase. They, they, you know, we can walk them through the finance options. We can walk them through, you know, additional, additional, maybe, uh, products that they might want, want to be interested in. And, and you saw conversion rates that were just, just through the roof, right? Is you had a, a real world buyer that was, that was, was there. Uh, since then we've, we've expanded the program. We're adding more stores. We're adding uh, more time slots and things like that. The demand hasn't waned. It, it's really uh, just, to, it's, it's really helping uh, city furniture and, you know, we're, we're working with uh, more furniture on the West coast uh, as well. Uh, put this into place where they'll, the demand is there. The, the, the needs of the consumers have been unmet for three or four weeks and it's giving us a way to open the stores back up because, you know, I think a lot of us, when we, when this COVID thing first hit, we, we thought it would just be a sort of a V like we would, we would, we would shelter in place. There'll be a magical ending at the end of two weeks, we would open the country back up and everybody would go back to, to the way they, they had been in the past. It's becoming increasingly clear that's, that's not happening, right? It, people are, are, are or wearing masks where they go. There's still, uh, you know, the CDC is putting out advisories. The Surgeon General is putting out advisories, and so we think this is a program that's here to stay. It, it's something that, if you can sustain it, you, you're you're bringing in people who have expressed an interest. They're sharing with you the products that they're they're interested in, the, the, the assortment. Um, but we, we they're they're engaging with digital tools. These are all the things that the industry has been shifting to, for for many years already, and uh, I think the results in just the the short time that we've been uh, rolling out this program have been spectacular and we see a sustained success coming from it where you're, you're, you're going to see a higher conversion rates. You'll probably see higher order values. Um, you'll see the, you know, the, the time it takes to process orders and, and place the orders are, are going to significantly decrease. So you're, you're making your, your server more effective uh, just by putting some of these tools in place. 
it seems to me that this could be a strategy that would work really well as we start to get to that point where stores are going to be able to gradually start opening again. And they're starting to think about what does that opening look like and how do we work into that, right? Because I don't think it's going to be we flip a switch and everything goes back to normal tomorrow and people can come to the stores and Saturday traffic is up. It seems to me that this is going to be kind of a gradual process. So let's say theoretically somebody wanted to try to use this model as a way of gradually opening back up their stores and re-engaging. What would that look like? When, in other words, how far out should they start to be thinking about this? How far out from you know that opening? What steps do they need to implement as as part of a, a gradual opening process? Yeah, I, I think. Look, I had I had a conversation. Um, with Rick, uh, who 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 is the CEO of More Furniture, uh, last week, and I and, and I had a you know a pretty open conversation with him. I'm like, hey, what 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 can we do to help you get this this process started? And um, we sh I, I I encourage anybody that's that's uh, either uh, not able to do business today or or thinking about opening back up to to start the process right away. Uh, it doesn't take a long time. It's it's a it's a it's a couple of days of a process to, to get things set up and, and you could, if you really wanted to accelerate, you could probably do it in a day or two. So I'd encourage now uh, being the time to start thinking about it. Uh, you know, don't think, Hey, I'm, I'm going to open back up on May 1st. So I'll, I'll start thinking about it April 30th. Right. That that's uh, and, and I, I think it's overall part of a strategy that you should be thinking about anyway, which is hopefully most people are thinking about how can I, how can I upgrade my website? How can I, you know, think about a, a mobile application that might make make sense either for my associates or for my uh, consumers? Um, how do I look at things like dropship programs that might be filler in the in, in the interim, so I can have the right product assortment that I might not have to deliver myself because my delivery trucks are, are not able to get out on the road? So I, I'd almost say, um, if you're not thinking about it today, start thinking about it today. Uh, you, I, I would hope. Um, most of the CEOs in the in the furniture retail that I the retail world that I I've had conversations with they've been thinking about this for years right it's not something that's going to be completely new to anybody um, but also start taking some steps you don't have to do the entire program in one day um, maybe just thinking about do you have a general manager that's available on Saturdays to go in and and maybe do appointments by email right there's some very very baby baby steps that we can we can take to get the furniture retailers in America back to work and and you know get goods flowing back through and out of the warehouses uh, and you know more more inventory coming in. I'm sure that's sitting out there um, overseas. But uh, really, just start taking baby steps. We're we're big advocates of a uh, an iterative and agile fashion of, of moving this along. It's not like you're trying to roll out this big massive program. It's going to take you two or three months to get there. Let's just say, what can we do today? What can we do tomorrow? So that by the end of, let's just say, two or three weeks, we've got a, a comprehensive program. Our consumers can can uh, digest it. It's simple for them to understand and engage with us. And you know what? Then, then Bill, if we're in a, in a prolonged period where this, this keeps going and, and uh, you're, you're ready, right? You're, you're not ill-prepared. You're able to at least sell through hopefully 10 to 20% of, of your normal volume by week one. And ramp it up to fifty to sixty percent of your, your normal order volume by week two or three. Uh, so when we're ready to get back to one hundred percent capacity and things go back to to normal, that extra ten to fifteen to twenty percent just becomes a bonus, right? So you end up at one hundred ten or one hundred twenty percent. So 
uh, I think the, the long answer to your question is just start today. Start doing something. You don't have to build the entire thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. One of our our favorite phrases is don't let great great get in the way of good, right? Um, mm -hmm. These are good solutions that get them out there and, and start thinking about how to, how to engage with the consumer as quickly as you can get back to business. How, what is the um, time frame between engaging with the consumer? Like, in other words, if we want to start that consumer engagement process well before the conversion process, what does that timeline look like? How far out do you start the engagement process with consumers before you have to start thinking or before you start to execute on conversions and the secondary steps? Well, it's interesting. So we, uh, we, we, we made some mistakes. Uh, we, we learned our lesson. We, we opened up just windows and time slots um, right away. And we saw consumers that were coming at 3.30 that had just booked the appointment at 2 o'clock, right? So it was, it was wow. one of those things where you saw it happen right away. Um, but we also then had no-shows because people were saying, oh, I have an appointment. I'm going to grab it. And then we're, it wouldn't show up. Our, our, our lesson learned from that is, you know, try to get – a day or so if you can in between so that you can have those touch points um, and not be super rushed, right? Because uh, we, we've all been there where we, we've seen uh, maybe on open table, a restaurant reservation available at, with an hour from now. And then we realize we can't get there, right? We, we're not even dressed or, you know, uh, we don't have our face mask or whatever the, the, the real world problems of today are. Right. And um, so our, our, our lessons learned, and I think I'd recommend if you can try to make it for next day appointments, at, at the start, the, 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 and each business is going to be different. You may, if you make it too far out, if it's a week or two out, people will forget. You've got to have reminder of systems in place and you got to, uh, you know, they may find something uh, online and, and just short circuit the appointment. So I think if, if you can try to keep it within a couple of days, it's, it's a, you're highly motivated. You're, you're ready to, to get to that appointment. Um, but I think what we recommend is start it with the next day or, or two days if, if you can, so that, you can have a couple of touches, but it's not an overly drawn out process, especially if it's a consumer that's ready to buy today. And if people wanted to get more information on peak activity, if they wanted to contact the company, what's the easiest, quickest way to, to uh, investigate a little further? Uh, sure. Uh, our email address is hello at peakactivity.com. P-E-A-K activity.com. So it's hello at peakactivity.com. Uh, feel free to email us. We'll, we'll get back to you right away. Uh, our website is uh, peakactivity.com as well. Um, and our phone number is 574-404-7325 or 404-PEAK, P-E-A-K. Um, so we're happy to, to any of those channels. Um, you can engage with us on LinkedIn, social media. Uh, we're, we're happy to, to engage whatever way is the easiest. Um, and uh, really just uh, our, our goal is to, to help everyone get through this. And, and you know, we're not looking to, to withhold information or share anything like that. We're really... Uh, looking forward to getting America back to work and, and the world back to work really at that, at that point. And um, anything we can do to, to uh, cross pollinate and things that wor have worked and, and uh, share things that may not have, we're happy to do that. And uh, it's a new world that we're, we're going to be living in and, and uh, uh, we're big embracers of change and innovation and, and uh, forward thinking adoption. So I'm happy to, to share whatever lessons we've got learned and, and uh, get us back to business. Yeah, I think those companies that recover most quickly are going to be those who are willing to embrace change. Absolutely. And, and it's, 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 interest, it's been interesting for us um, as a digital first company, as a technology company, we, I, we've been incredibly busy over the last three or four weeks, right? Because 
the the ones that like you said that are embracing the change they're looking to get ahead of of this and they're looking for the the digital solutions the the websites or the e-commerce solutions that will carry them forward and give them that differentiating uh uh experience and um so it's it's uh with 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 uh uh, with change comes opportunity, right? And, and I think uh, uh, we we see that definitely and, and the world has shifted and we're never going to go back. There is no going back to normal. There's going forward and embracing where the new normal is going to be. Well, thanks for taking the time today to give people some ideas on how to go forward, some specific strategies on how to execute that, um, and then offering you know some very specific real-world furniture applications. I think sometimes it's important for people to realize that this can work in the furniture industry. It is working in the furniture industry and there are some specific solutions available. Absolutely. And the furniture industry, um, it's near and dear in our heart because it, it, they have a differentiating competitive advantage in the delivery networks and the ability to, to, to move great pieces of merchandise uh, uh, that are very large. Right. And um, so taking advantage of that, of that uh, competitive uh, capability and really keeping it uh, intrinsic to them and, and looking at what, uh, what we can do as an industry together. Um, the tools are there, the, the opportunities are there and, and consumers want this. So um, take advantage of it now while, while the, the, don't let a good crisis go to waste, right? This is the, is the phrase. Um, I, I so. believe I've heard that. All right, well, <laughs> thanks so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate uh, your time and expertise. All right, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. <laughs>